Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Oh, let's go! Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. Booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. You know that we are the number one show. So grab your fucking mitts and now it's time to go. Cause it's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. It's the booty, booty, it's time to get this party started. With Danny, Jimmy, Gregor, Andy, Jimmy, and JC. All we know and all we talk about is booty, booty. It's time to get this party started tonight. It was a nice conversation about hair we were having, actually, just before we, we, were. we rolled on today. We all have very different hair, don't we? We do. We do I know some people don't hair. appreciate the bullshit off the top of this show, but don't care. <laughs> You're probably still listening. Um, hair. Jimmy's okay, got a hat well, on right now. Craig's got a hat on. We've got yeah. bed head, obviously. Well, not Craig, but Jimmy has. <laughs> I've gone kind of slick post-shower. Wonga's hair is far more under control than it usually is. I did but shower. Business woman. Yeah, well, I had a couple meetings already, so including the one we just had. But I was asking Charms, what, what's his hair product? So what's your hair product? You know what, it's funny you mentioned that because I just started using gel. I was using clay for a while, but I just started using gel and it takes a while to dry. So right now it's kind of vampiric. It's kind of slipped back. But It's uh, Ross from it, Friends it, it, right now. <laughs> it's got that sheen to um, it. David Schwimmer. <laughs> He's actually now a politician in the Ontario cabinet. I, I don't. David Schwimmer? Yeah. He was on oh. those uh, heritage meetings. Oh really? I think you that was that a conversation, joke, but I didn't. I don't know the guy you're talking about. No, no, the one of the guys, one of the more uh, vocal guys in those meetings, who was just drilling the CSA. He, uh, I'm pretty sure it was David Schwimmer. Anyway, mm. look back in the video and you'll you'll know what I mean. Um, all right, to the football then. I guess we should probably get to the to soccer. Big game last night, two two Canada, Guadeloupe slash Guadeloupe, depending on where you're from. Um, people were. Freaking out post-match, Jimmy. By the way, nice call on, on the game. People were freaking out and saying, oh, the end is nigh. Everything's wrong. We're all... And I've got to tell you, I, I kind of u- leave my tournament meltdowns to later in the tournament because first <laughs> games, funny things happen, right? Get some strange results. You're not feeling the synergy, which I think we saw last night in Canada. They weren't terrible. They weren't very good. Guadeloupe was a lot better than we thought, perhaps, although Craig called the draw. We should say that. Um, but... Should we just save the anger and the vitriol to, to later, Craig, or are the, the fans within their rights to be freaking out right now? Well, I think we should calm down a little bit about it. I, I think, you know, I, this was a tricky team. I, I saw it. I, I saw them on paper. You know, yeah, they're they're not an outstanding side, but they, they, they caused some trouble. They had some quality up front. There's no question about that. And they were dangerous and they were very brave. And I think the fitness levels in the second half sort of caught up to Guadeloupe a little bit. But uh, the important thing, I think, for Canada was there's a number of debuts um, and exciting debuts. Did really well. Ali Ahmad, uh, absolutely brilliant, I thought. And he's come an awful long way in a very short period of time. Um, You know, Zach McGraw came in as well. Bombido comes in. Zatar, the former CPL player for York and Cav, uh, he gets an appearance. I think he's the first 
CPL player, a former CPL player, to play in a competitive match for Canada, I think. So, you know, so there's a lot of bright things I thought about the game. And there's also, you know, some nerves as well from them, which we expected, uh, and a lot of big changes. And and I think that what does really sort of show in the last few games, I think, for Canada is that defensively, we, we're not the strongest defensively. That's really where we've got a problem. And we've got to shore that up a little bit. Victoria's obviously getting older. He's played very well. He had a bit of a, a bad time last night, certainly on the first goal, but well taken, by the way, I thought. <laughs> Brilliant move inside. Um, so they got some question marks, but obviously in the attacking zone, we're going to be okay. Uh, Larea looks a quality player as usual. You know, he's definitely in a in a level different than most of those players on that field last night. Osorio, good. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that I thought were positive about that, especially the debuts of some of the younger players. Jimmy, that's about it, isn't it? It is a development tournament. Not that you don't want to win it, and they're obviously very competitive. They did they did field some of the veterans, most of the veterans, to start this game. They want results. They see a trophy potential here. But it is really a- about getting experience for those younger players, is it not? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, look, the, the goal is to, to try to win it. Um, but also, at the same time, you've got so many players that are making their debuts in this national team program. Um, you know, I thought the first half, it just, it was a little bit slow. I thought the tempo was too slow, the way they were pressing, playing, the rhythm. Um, but then I thought the second half was a lot better. It was a lot better. There was more urgency. And I thought, you know, I found it strange that they brought Hoylet off because I thought Hoylet was just starting to get control of the game. And the same, you know, Miller was up and down that line. I was, I was enjoying watching him go because every time he was getting it, he wanted to take players on, get the ball in the box. But, you know, that, that was the only strange substitutions that I had was, was Hoylet coming off of Miller. But, you know, maybe there was something up with him or maybe his, uh, his fitness levels aren't where they should be and they, they need him for the next match. I thought Victoria didn't have the best game last night. I thought he could have been, you know, he just he wasn't himself. He was making a few, few mistakes throughout the match. Um, but overall, I thought, you know, there was some – some positives for sure. I thought Ahmed was brilliant. I really enjoyed watching that kid. Bambito, I thought, did very well. I would like to see Bambito in the, in the back, though. Maybe in that in that back three, if they're going to play with it. Uh, it was good to see McGraw getting his debut. He's a big unit as well. Um, but overall, look, yeah, it was there was some some good positives out of it, especially the second half. Um, and obviously, they're, they're going to be disappointed conceding so late in the match. You know, for, for really a silly foul. And that's the last thing you want to do in the dying minutes of a match is, is give a foul uh, in and around the box because you know what happens. That, ball, that ball's coming in, they overload the box. And, you know, and, and unfortunately, uh, Guadalupe capital, capitalized on it. I was yeah. uh, sorry, Charms. I just want to ask about Vittoria because you both mentioned him. And you guys have both told me and charms when you know you know about pace specifically and i have to say he looked like an older gentleman playing the game last night he seemed to step slow didn't and even more there's one thing about being a step slow but he didn't have the um you know the the push off like the hey i can blow you know the explosiveness the, the explosiveness thank thank you did you see that too yeah, but I think he, he did. He, he did have some trouble with uh, with Ambrose, the striker for for Guadeloupe. I thought he was very good last night. He was he was aggressive in his play. He was jinxy even on the goal when he comes in. He, he turns Victoria, and obviously, you know, Boran slips a little bit. You saw then tries to get get back up and he slots it in. But you know, there's numerous times throughout that game where Ambrose was was a little bit too much for him. And, and listen, centre-backs at 36 years of age can still be very useful, right? And, and they're smart, their positioning sound. But mm. when they are caught in a position where they need to show their pace, they're going to be burned, right? And we saw that in the, late in the game there in particular, right? With the, the free kick being given away. He had no choice but to take the player down, professional foul, right? Mm. But that's what happens when you're 36. And, and because they were blooding some younger players who, who might be the solution, who knows? I mean, they're, they're still so young. You can't comment on, on their debut, Craig. But, I mean, you, you said it. Defense has been the problem for this team for some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is a huge hole they've got to start filling between now and the World Cup in, in three years' time. And, and they don't hide from that. John Herbert knows that. He's well aware of it. 
Uh, yeah. When you have to still play a 36-year-old in big games, there's a reason for that, right? It's because no one's prepared already yet to step into that role. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you'd be searching the globe for center backs and defenders really over the next few years. And, and this isn't to give them a free pass, right? I'm sorry, it, it is embarrassing drawing Guadeloupe. As good as they were, and yes, I know, like John Herman said post-match, you know, a number of their players play for good teams in good leagues. We understand that. And we don't know much about them because they're not a FIFA-sanctioned nation. They're not playing in big tournaments. Um, but still, you're playing Guadeloupe at home. You've got to win that game. Simple as that. But I think people are very sensitive right now, the fan base in particular, given what happened in the Nations League final, which was a poor performance, and given all the bullshit and negativity of the pitch right now, it doesn't take much for people to lose their shit. Yeah, and I think you just need to breathe a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. People are on edge about it. But I think that we're looking at the squads from the Nations League to this one is a lot different. Um, the quality levels are a lot different, especially in the attacking zone, but you still have the problems defensively. So teams are creating chances against Canada, you know, quite a few chances that Guadeloupe created. So, yeah, we've got to shore that up. And uh, this is part of that process but it's a difficult one because you want to be competitive you want to try to win this trophy because this is the biggest trophy outside of the world cup that we can win so uh it's a difficult one uh, to try to be competitive uh as, and try to win this thing and uh, try to bleed some new players into the squad hey jimmy how, how frustrating was it to to not know it was a penalty in the first half until the wide shot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was I was really feeling for wheels. <laughs> That's a tough gig, man. You're, you're watching it from a monitor, doing it from tube, and uh, you just don't know. You can't see what's going on. I, I thought I saw the ref point to the spot, but he couldn't really make it out what he was saying or doing. Yeah, you guys must you guys must have somebody on the phone on the field just to make sure you guys know what's going on that you can't see. Eh? I'm sure you they have that. Yeah, of course they do. <laughs> Oh, like a spot, like three or four spotters at the game. Yeah, they usually would have a, if you're all calling it off the monitor, which is difficult, you don't see everything, it's good to have a spotter. Trouble mm. is, they're in the Voyager section and they're pissed. Yeah. <laughs> pick up the fucking uh, phone. Jesus Christ, pick it up. And everything's a penalty. Penalty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, how'd you guys feel about the, the booing at the end? Did you step too far or just normal expectations being quashed? And a little booing's okay. No, for for me, I look. I kind of like it in a way because it just shows that you know the the fans care, right? They they care. They and the the expectations from this team is they they want to win games now. You know, years ago they would have never booed. It was just give a high five and away they went. You know? But now <laughs> now it's it's good that they you know they understand it, they appreciate it, and they they just they want to win. So it's yeah, it sucks when when it happens, you know. And we've all we've all been in that situation, Craig. When you get booed by the home fans, um, but it's because they care and they're they're passionate for the for the team. We don't usually get booed when we were playing because there'd be more Guadeloupe fans than Canadian fans, so they'd be cheering us. Mm. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> or Jamaican, or Trinidad, or where, where did you you guys playing or... together on the national side? Where was the biggest booing? What was the circumstances between a, the biggest boo? Uh, is every game we played? <laughs> <laughs> Never. Jordan, booed there's not one you remember. Supporters at home. Never no. got booed. No. No. Oh. There was hardly any of them. <laughs> As club players, how how hard was it? Because I mean, for your club in particular, right? You have to like applaud the fans post match, regardless, right? But you're playing at, you know, be it Norwich or Bristol or Ipswich or West Ham, right? Like fervent fan bases, and I'm sure you guys have booed a lot over the time. That you played in these clubs, that's what oh, yeah, they do over there. Oh, oh yeah. you still, but you still got to applaud them, right? How how hard is that to to walk to the center of the pitch or to that section and, and applaud the fans while they're just fucking spitting venom at you? Well, quite honestly, you get off the field pretty quickly. You don't, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it's not one of those high claps where your hands are way above your head clapping them. It's one of those ones just by your chest. A was, it, was that what it was? The, the chest clap? Is that yeah, what it the is? chest clap. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course, you wanker. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> just I trying to avoid eye contact. Oh, <laughs> you don't. You don't even do that. You just. You just do a quick clap. Put your head down. I appreciate you, and then walk off. 
Remember I Maddie Holland who played for Ipswich? That's how you break up with your girlfriends. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. <Yeah. laughs> Appreciate you. Matt Holland, when he was at Ipswich, he they had the really good season finishing fifth in the Premier League, and he would run all the way around the pitch, like right into the corner flags, right around the corner flags, clapping the crowd. Like he would do it every single game. And then the next season, when they got relegated, he was in the center circle. He was just like a really but he'd already set his step. He'd always, you know, set it like he was going to do it every game. So when it got really bad, is it didn't? It got his little circle around the pitch got pretty short. <laughs> yeah, I always wonder about the hypocrisy when you guys are walking off the pitch, right? And you're approaching the tunnel, and there's that little area, right, where the fans are right on you. And, yeah. and I mean, uh, at that point, often you see them trying to get autographs or high fives, no matter what's going on. But are they also spitting venom then there as well, or are they like the? Uh, the the consumers more than the actual hardcore fans because they got the good seats. Yeah, it depends on where the state, how it's the situation of the stadium. I mean, Portman Road, you're off in the corner, uh, which mm. is a decent thing for getting off the pitch, but also difficult for managers because they have to walk all the way up the sideline to get to the dugout. So if you're the home manager and you're having a bad time, you're getting they're spitting feathers, and then. It, it, in other stadiums, you're going through, you know, the old mill wall, the den. I mean, my God, you're going through the worst crowd, like the end zones, and there's you're caged in completely, and they're spitting at you and throwing stuff at you, and it's yeah, it's it's Even fun. When you lose. Yeah, then <laughs> yeah. yeah. you lose. Should, they should be saying thanks, fellas, for being terrible. Yeah, no, they're actually still saying you're calling you this and that, even though yeah. you lost to their team. It's- and sometimes it's worse too because I remember even at Norwich, you when you come onto the pitch, you come on at the at the halfway line, and then above the the tunnel is where you know the the, the chairman sits and the chairwoman, and then you have all the executives, and those people pay a lot of lot of money for those seats, and don't get me wrong, they absolutely hammer you as well because they're going, <laughs> I paid a fortune to watch this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the rich That's gallery the like, you throwing fruit at you right and now they're just yelling at you and screaming yeah the other what's that the the owner gets it too i mean delia up there in norwich the owner she i mean she gets pelters too oh yeah of course they do <laughs> it's not easy. And they can't escape it, right? I mean, that's I always thought about that. We got the owners up there of a struggling team. We saw the West Ham owners and, and including Karen Brady couldn't go to games for a while there at West Ham mm-hmm. because of the, the threats they were they were receiving. Um, but I mean they can't escape, right? I guess they can always go down to the lounges, but you really want to show your face, you know, and show that bravado. But man, they must be getting just like I said, pelters continuously from the fans. Until they leave and then they go to their castles and can, yeah, I get over it pretty quickly, right? Yeah, they're not with the commoners. Yeah, <laughs> no, but it's it's funny though when you watch the fans because where they sit underneath them is fans, and then you'll have like the tunnel and the players. So those people that are in between are brilliant because they just go back and forth. They turn around, they like start yelling at the at the executives. You stink. You you should be out of this club. The club's falling apart. And then they turn around and then they start yelling at the players. <laughs> and it's for you players. <laughs> You're the worst that have ever worn the jersey. And, and you could probably hear them also like turning to face the owners and saying, you know, fire the manager, get rid of this guy, get rid of that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're back again. So they're giving advice. Do you think the owners listen? Do they take a gauge of, of the, the temperature of the fan base from those speeches? Is it important to sit there and listen to that? Is it important? Um, they know what's going on. Yeah, they're, they're well aware of what's going on if they're in favor or not. Like two wins in 17 games, no matter who's who's screaming, you know it's not very good. Yeah. Right? I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. But, but the thing is, too, the owners, they, they can't get away from it. So even if they sat in the stadium and put headphones on to drown out the noise, they'll go home. It's all over the newspapers. It's all over the TV, social media. They know exactly what's going on. You, you, you know, it seems... When a team's doing well, you see them there with their kids and their family and stuff. It's nice, you know, afternoon out. But as teams start declining, you, suddenly the kids don't show up on the screen. They're not there anymore. And the families aren't there. It's just this rapidly aging, miserable executive looking just like, fuck, I've got to turn this around now. I can't even bring my kid to the game, for Christ's sakes. 
Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a life. What a life. So, yeah, Canada got booed. And I think you're right, Jimmy. I think it's not a bad thing within reason, right? It, it shows accountability. Um, and it shows how far this team has come because there is expectation. But like we said before, they do need a good performance pretty soon because they're losing a bit of momentum with the fan base at the moment, I think. Haven't been a good performance for a while, but they can turn it around. That's a booty of a tournament, right? You can turn it around straight away. They're playing Guatemala on Saturday. Guatemala, uh, they beat Cuba, right? I think last night. Yeah. Yeah, late one. Yeah. So, again, a tricky team. I must admit, the first half, that that penalty that that no one saw, um, it made me kind of feel warm and fuzzy and, and yearning for a simpler time when Canada frequently got conquer because it, 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 I didn't see how it wasn't a penalty. It wasn't clear and obvious. They went to the screen. He looked at it. And to me, I watched it over and over again. And I, I know Junior kind of stepped across, perhaps a little bit. But it wasn't clear and obvious. It was a blatant penalty in my mind. Yeah. Not, in the, not in the Mexican official. The VAR was a Mexican official, right? It was like mm-hmm. two seconds. No penalty. <laughs> Next. Yeah. Jimmy? I thought it was a penalty because the contact on on Junior before he got the ball, and then that threw that threw Junior off because he got him in the hips, right? I thought you were too easy on the referee, Jimmy. I thought you should have just hammered him. I think you're you for, it's been better officiating in the last number of years, and you've forgotten just how bad it was and and the emotion you felt as a player. I remember Craig doing commentary and just ripping into the officials. <laughs> when it was, you know, in that all-time lows, like just he—he he wasn't dropping f bombs beside Jerry, but you could tell he wanted to. Yeah, that's right. I think it was uh, Atiba scored. That's right. He tied up against the U.S. late in the game, and it was given offside. Um, it was close. It was close. There's no VAR back then either. But there was that Olivier Ocean goal too, which was disallowed. Hmm. Was it 07? I forget when it was now. And it was, it was, there was no, I think it was for offside as well. Or was it a push off? I forget now, but I remember screaming at the screen saying, there's no freaking way that should be ruled off. But it was. Yeah. Simple yeah, times, we, right, Craig? You knew where you stood at least with the referees. They're out to fuck you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Especially with the, the people that were in charge. Yeah, FIFA, exactly. FIFA uncovered, basically. <laughs> Are you saying they're better off? Canada's better off with a Canadian in charge than a, than a Trini called Jack oh, Warner? Well, without the the corruption of, of Jack Warner, of, yeah, and Chuck <laughs> Blazer and Seth Blatter and all these guys that were at the Gold Cup final and were so yeah, disappointed. Maybe it's important to remind the uh, the fan base just what it was. We kind of lost sight of how it used to be, given what's happened in, in the last couple of years. It's all It's been great. You know, forget I'm not talking about the off-the-field bullshit. Um, with Canada specifically, but there was some pretty dark days there off oh, the pitch, on the it, pitch. It was unbelievable. I mean, 2000 was a freaking miracle with Jack Warner. And then we had to play Trinidad and Tobago in the semifinals. And we knew we were up against it. Referee was going to give him something, gave him a penalty. You know, it was like, it was really, really tough. Until we got to the final, then we were playing Columbia. We knew we had, we'd have a level playing field because they – they, at that point, it was they'd already failed to get us out of the tournament any way they possibly could from a coin toss that they wanted to do privately, um, which Holger wouldn't allow, thank God, because uh, we know what would have happened there. Um, yeah, there's lots of things that just try to screw you uh, over and over, and now you don't have that. These players have no idea what, to, what that entailed back then. Well, looking at the outright odds right now on TonyBet.ca, uh, as it stands right now, Mexico is still the favorites at plus 150, followed by the States at plus 224. If you do have some faith in Canada, finding their game, finding their, their synergy, uh, plus 699, some serious value for Canada right now on TonyBet. Which um, Jamaica? At plus 702. You know what? I tell you what. There's your value. Jamaica's at plus 1,192. Oh, I like that. What is that like uh, to one then? What does that work out to decimal points? Well, it's like 11 to one. 11 to one. Yeah. See that, that 
Jamaica would be that's a, yeah, well twelve yeah twelve it's almost thirteen to one right. Okay, that's, that's not bad. I believe that's not a bad, not a bad punt. That's worth a couple bucks. Yeah. Well, on, on the dark web too. Uh, last night, Craig bet the draw. We we mentioned that earlier, and uh, Amy Walsh called him a traitor. <laughs> Did that sting? Hedging, hedging his enjoyment. That's what. Yeah. Doing. Were you just not? Hedge? I think you were doing a fair. I think it looked like it was going to be a draw. They had well, so I many told chances, you guys right? on the podcast before that this team is one of those ones. They pick up these ringers that aren't bad players. They've got some. They got some quality there. They're not born in Guadeloupe. Some of them. They're just. They bring them in and they can pack their team. And it's not. It's not a bad size. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So that's why I thought that the value, and then I didn't say, and I also said they're not a 19 to one team to beat Canada. They could have, another day he could have won that game. So Craig also cashed out as well. So he, he did have a little bit of faith that maybe Canada could win the game. Right, he cashed out and made some decent money there. Well, I mean, I was totally expecting Canada to win, but I must admit, I put I put one dollar down on the draw <laughs> late in the oh, game. Oh, now it all comes out, eh? Late in the game, though, because I I, I hadn't bet in the game. I don't usually bet on my teams because you know I don't want to be, you know, feel like I'm a cheating piece of shit like Craig Craig is. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's how I so, but late in the game, it was it was two one. I thought, ah, why not? You know, and I put a dollar down, so I won a dollar forty five. Back to win all the game on my we low gonna, bets. I thought we were going to win that one. Well, they should have won. Listen, let's not kid ourselves. You know, we can talk up Guadeloupe. It's still Guadeloupe. You got to beat Guadeloupe. You know, king is a conga calf, right? Yeah, they're not they're even a FIFA country. They TM. cannot qualify for the World Cup. No, what so does why that don't mean we... when they're not a FIFA country? Explain like how low they are in the you're a French. What do you call protectorate. it? Protectorate. Yeah, French like territory. I know, but can they qualify or not? No, not for the World Cup. No, they're not FIFA sanctioned as a nation. That's what it means. Okay. They can only play in their confederations and Caribbean tournaments. So could one of those players play for France? Not now. now oh. I don't think. Do you you understand? But, I'm like, I'm yeah, trying it's a good to question because they're not a FIFA sanctioned nation. So can they could. Because they're not a FIFA they sanction. They should be able to, They've played senior international football, though. They have played that in the confederation, mm-hmm. which would prevent them, I think. I don't think it's going to happen regardless. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, but that's a good question, actually. That's a good question. Well, hold on a minute. Is it not similar to, um, in Spain, like Catalonia, where they've got a team that plays some international games, and they've had guys that play in Spain that play for Catalonia? That's true. No wonder. Hmm. Right? I yeah. Think like PK and all those guys, a few of them ended up playing. Yeah, that's us. a little different, I think, than a territory, but because some players have said that they would they would quit the Spanish national team to play if for Catalonia was was uh-huh. was um officially sanctioned as its own nation principality. I'm not sure how you want to call yeah. it. Because Wales is a principality, I believe. Well, that's right. I mean, they're, yeah, yeah. This is way too deep. Sorry for asking that question. Someone out there knows the answer and they'll let us know. So please let us know. (laughs) Please. At Footy Prime. A a Footy Prime in the Gold Cup? Are we a protectorate? 
We could, we could put All side right. of OK11. Well, the thing is, you guys have been a player for your country, though. You, you'd screw us because you couldn't. Me and Wonga could. Hmm. Right? You, you, you're, you're like, you're cap tied. Amy's all the all the good players on the podcast can't play, so it may not be the best of ideas. JC, <laughs> me, and Wunger. That's a bad looking, bad looking side. You give Guadalupe a game. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. Charms, do you apparently. only play? Do you only play in goals when you played in those celebrity games, or did you play out too? Me? Yeah. I, did you I play out? out? Yeah, I played. Oh, you didn't play. Ne- you, oh, you only played once. Did someone give you the gloves? I think I volunteered. I think my I just didn't want to hurt myself. Gloves. He brought oven mitts. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. The ball's going nowhere near them, so you wear anything. Christ. <laughs> um, staying with, with Canada here, so quite a big week off the pitch, I suppose. Jason DeVos, interim general secretary, had an interview the most recently with CBC saying that um, – Bankruptcy is not being considered or discussed. But earlier in the week, on the Rick Westhead article, it seemed he was saying that. I, I don't know where the, the truth lies there present, exactly. But bottom line is a, a final offer is being presented to the players, apparently, according to Jason. Um, we'll see. You know, Often final offers aren't actually final offers. But we hope to have Jason on the show tomorrow. Can we say that now? Is it still? Well, uh, we could say we hope to, but we don't yeah, know we're if planning it's tomorrow it. or coming soon. Yeah, he's agreed to come on the show. Yes. Uh, if we can disorganize him this week, it'd be great. Um, yeah, I think there was the, the Westhead article, uh, it's amazing how headlines can grab people's attention because the bankruptcy certainly did. Yeah, And uh, using that as a, yeah, they, they contemplated, they talk about it. Has it been discussed? Yes. Will it happen? No. no. But you right. also, and uh, Craig and I were talking about this yesterday, Uh in the body of the story, I've written articles. In the body of the story, this was like the third or fourth paragraph down, and they used it as the top headline. And that kind of tells you, I mean, the word clickbait came to mind. Yeah, yeah but I, it's still relevant though, Wong. Don't you think? I mean, oh, I'm not even, saying even the quotes. No, no, no. I, I just, I, I'm not saying it's not relevant. But when you're thinking of a priority of a story, the story wasn't about Canada soccer on the verge of bankruptcy. It was... You know, we've had to look at all options, including bankruptcy as a organization. And that was like, it wasn't buried, but it was like third or fourth paragraph, if I I remember the story. So for me, when you're writing articles, usually you go with the second paragraph is your, is kind of your baby. I mean, your first paragraph sets it up. Your, Your second paragraph is where the meat of a lot of this stuff is. And that is what you usually lead with as a headline when you're writing articles. As you know, Sharms, you do it too. And um, geez, Jimmy's, I've never seen Jimmy more uncomfortable. What is he doing? I don't know. I'm taking him off his mic. He's killing us. But um, I, I'm not saying it was clickbait, but people could make the argument it was clickbait. Yeah, I think it's fair enough. It was clickbait, but it's still a relevant clickbait in that the fact that the word bankruptcy even comes out of an executive's mouth in, in, in a time where we're asking, where is the money? How broke is his organization? It's relevant, right? It's, it's a big oh, story. No. And, I, I and, agree and, it's and, relevant. And, and like Jason DeVos you know, was saying, we're not considering it right now, but we're at least doing our research, our due diligence mm-hmm. into what it might look like. Is that an option if worst comes to worst, essentially, I think is what he was saying, which yeah. I think any executive would do, but the fact well, you know, well-run, successful businesses don't, I'm sure, have those conversations, right? It's really that simple. You know, we were, when I, I was talking to Jason and we were discussing the fact, you know, going back in the day when we were playing, yeah, we we're traveling around and, you know, economy and whatnot and sort of accepted that that was the way it was because of the, the, the costs. Uh, but at the same time, these costs uh, are getting more expensive because there's more competitions as well. You look at all the qualifying games Canada had to play, the pre-qualifying games. We never used to have to do that. Um, and then we would lose out World Cup qualifying and it would be like, all right, well, the women got a cycle coming up and we're basically shutting down for two years because we don't have the money. So nothing's really changed except things have got a lot more expensive. Now you're traveling private, you're traveling first class and these athletes certainly 
deserve it. I mean, this is if you're going to compete at the top end, you have to have that level of care. Um, and so do the women and the women will get that. They're going to completely offer equal level of care moving forward, staffing, money, bonuses, these sort of things. And we'll discuss it with Jason as well. Um, there's a lot of things to sort out, but the cost of everything is just going way up. Inflation's up. So, you know, a two two game window is going to cost you in the rough, roughly seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. So twenty five million budget goes very, very quickly. And then you're trying to run the Canadian championship games. You're trying to run, you know, uh, other programs. You're doing the under 17 women, men, yeah. under 18s, under 20s, under 23s. Like these are all teams that deserve something and they just don't have enough money for it to go around. And it's it's just the reality of where we're at. Well, I think the question that needs to be asked, which will be asked, is, and again, it's not really, this is it's in the previous generation of leadership. This is before Jason. Probably a bit unfair to ask him this, but is, you know, if, if there is no money and, and this is where we're at, why was an offer proffered to the players that was apparently the second best in the world, which would give them... 80% of prize money. Why was that even put on the table if the, it, it wasn't feasible? I don't know. Question. I don't <laughs> know. Question, there was a lot of business people in that, uh, at the, the head of the CSA that, uh, all from the marketing side, not from maybe that's the, why uh, everything's gone for a shit. I found it interesting when he mentioned about equity and then I know that they'll, they want equity to the best of their abilities as well. I found that interesting. Does it mean 50-50 or not? Again, yeah. questions that we can just speculate on the answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. You know, one Hopefully. thing, I mean, me and Wonger were talking about this the other day and, you know, how they're really trying to, you know, be the best in class as far as for the players. They're trying to create this around the players and the players playing for Canada and World Cups and et cetera, et cetera. But what they don't do is a CSA is create a buzz around what it's like to be a fan and how much fun it is to be a fan and go to these games and experience it. And that should be something that they should encourage and, and you know, put us out there as far as all the stuff that we do with the fans, because this is what, you know, that's what's half empty again last night. Okay. It's Mark, uh, it's Guadalupe, whatever, but it's still, it's our national team and it should be full. And, uh, and, I, I think and specifically, Craig, we were talking about, you know, Toronto, Ontario, one of the hotbeds for soccer clubs and soccer participation. They could fill that up with a family four pack for 80 bucks, a good night out, get a free hot dog, fill that stands with developing players. I was I was talking to Craig about for me going to see the Ottawa Rough Riders when I was a 17-year-old football player and getting a free ticket or a cheap ticket was sensational. And this is an opportunity, and I don't know who's doing their ticketing. It's I think it's CONCACAF or ran by CONCACAF, but what Craig and I were talking about, and it's what we did at Sportsnet mm -hmm. when we were the number two sports uh, channel uh, network against TSN. We created around fandom. We created... Uh, a development of fandom. And that's the same way you have to create development on the pitch. You have to create development in the bleachers and in the stands. And they, for some reason, don't see that as a priority. And I would argue it should be one of the top priorities. There you go. No, well said. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the game before last at BMO Field, a couple of Hall of Famers are planted with the Voyagers, right? Craig Forrest, Amy Walsh. Dan Wong. The fans and Dan Wong, another <laughs> Hall of Fame, a different Hall of Fame. Um, fans only Hall of Fame. Um, but the fans went nuts. They loved it. They loved it. And Amy and Craig are going to be, you know, all modest here, but the fans loved it. They're sitting beside their heroes. They loved it. Doesn't take much. Get, I mean, this might be a bit self serving because it would benefit us, but get the alumni more involved. Get those faces out there. Or get Jimmy Brennan, Craig Forrest, Amy Walsh, get them out there talking to these mm. people, you know. You got to get deals done first with the players. You know, you, you know, you can't be corporate shells. But when that's all done and it's all signed off, it's all about the marketing and making this turn this into a positive experience and a positive game to watch. You got to do it. it. It wouldn't cost much. I mean, Christ, Craig will work for free. Oh shit! I shouldn't have said that, should I, Craig? 
you, you, <laughs> you might want a little bit more than free. It worked for more than free. Um, but yeah, it, little it, there's bit. little things like that, right? It makes a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, and Maybe it will. Hey, listen, new leadership. We'll see. It's a, a massive year coming up. When are the next elections? Is it? Is it next May? Jeez, it's next know. May, right? I don't know. Yeah. Who knows who's running? It will, will. I mean, Jason DeVos isn't going to run. It's a different position, right? But will will uh, will the president run? Will the board remain? Who knows? There's a lot we can ask Jason DeVos when he joins us at some point in the very near future. Uh, TFC wise, Bradley was fired. We we found that out during our record last time out. Um, in comes Terry Dunfield. Jason Hernandez has been promoted to GM, so they've restructured the whole sporting side of TFC right now. You've got your head coach. Um, I, Mikey Singh was saying they were talking about four games for Terry Dunfield, and then they'll they'll hire someone. He's in that mix. Sorry? Um, they'll, so they're, they're... Four games, yeah. That's what so he gets was, four matches. Manning was suggesting his... oh. yeah, approximately is four that, games. That's very interim, isn't it? Yeah, it happens, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's normal. I, I'm they they still want to make the playoffs, right? And, and maybe Terry's a guy who knows, but they're going to do their. They've got a short list of names anyway. What um, if he wins all four games? Sorry. Yeah. Well, exactly. Well, there was a time when a certain ex-Canadian international did a great job as interim head coach and didn't get the job. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> had six or seven games, and uh, I think he lost one. Maybe one one drew the rest or something like that, and then. I believe it was Paul Mariner, then Aaron Venter that took over after him, and both of them had an absolute stinker. It would be nice to consider some Canadian options, wouldn't it? Hmm? Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? At least interview some Canadian options out there, because so far, yeah. with the odd exception, the non-Canadians haven't done a very good job at TFC. It's, you know what? I think, I think Footy Prime should run the entire TFC or the Canadian Soccer Association. We have I a guy. I think that's what I'm putting up. I'm going to nominate yeah. for the footy prime. Yeah, yeah, because we know how to run on a low budget. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but on a on a hey, on a serious note, though, it's this is a great opportunity for Terry Dunfield. You know, he's a he's a friend of all of us. We want to see want to see him do well, especially young Canadian coach. I think Chris Posniak and uh, Dan are are going to be helping him out further for the interim. But it'd be great to see him get a few results. You know, I wish him all the best. I hope he does it. I, well, I told him yesterday, I said, well, because he's with the young lads, right? So when they've got trips down to the States, they'll get on a bus and it's 10 hours, 11 hours there, and then 11 hours back for games. Like, they drive a long way to find teams to play against. So I said, well, at least you can fly. <laughs> yeah. And if you're making 10% of the Italians, you're probably doing okay. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know there are some people who are upset because uh, Andrea Perlo signed with Sampdoria yesterday because he would have been the solution, apparently, because he's a big name and looks good in a suit. Anyway, <laughs> then that was uh, he a does bit look ridiculous. You look yep, good. You look good as a player too. <laughs> Pretty good player. Not you know, bad. Good manager. Holy he was at Juve for what a year? I think it was. Yeah. Anyway, people were upset yeah. about that. Like, come on, people, Jesus. Um, but what I found interesting was they're going to also get a head of sports science. So I assume there was a head of sports science at TFC, but with all the injuries this year, something's not right there. <laughs> yeah. Appear. Oh, that's, that surprises me too. I thought they would have made that as a paradigm, kind of follow the paradigm that the Raptors did with Alex McKechnie, friend of the show. I thought that all of their, uh, you know, teams, clubs would have a, a sports science director. I think Bob was doing everything. I think he was he was that he was the, he was the team massage therapist. He was the team chiropractor. Well, no wonder he could. No wonder he failed. He had too much on his plate. He's multitasking. Plate, yeah, he was overwhelmed. He, he couldn't worry about tactics or motivation because he had to get a bunion off uh, his, his left back's foot. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully it's not too late for TFC. I wonder what he would because... do in Jimmy's toes. Oh my would god! He, would even a shropodist touch that? No, you crazy. <laughs> he would he would be stumped. I think the all scientific world would be stumped with Jimmy's toes. How did this yeah. grow from a body? Yeah. Is it a human toe? Or was it an old twin? <laughs> yeah. he, he, he just dissolved into him in the womb and left the toe. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy's not going to be a foot model. That's for 
Oy. You got no chance of that. <laughs> uh, very quickly, um, MLS All Stars <laughs> named no no Schwenier from Montreal, which really upset. No, Andy. no. And uh, no, sorry, sorry. He made the sorry. I'm getting confused. The other here. way around. He made, he made the All Star team. Didn't make Canada in the midfield, yeah. which really upset Amy. I know Amy was upset about something. She generally is. <laughs> but uh, today, especially, it was that. And fair enough. He's had a fantastic season. MLS have realized it. I guess there's only so many players to get in a in an. Okay, so the commissioner's pick was he not? Uh, was he the commissioner's pick? If you're saying it, perhaps he was the commissioner's pick. Garber's pick. Yeah, I think there's a Garber gets a couple picks. I thought he was one of the commissioner's picks, but did you see the uh, the video when he was announced when his, his gaffer in Montreal? brought him up in a team meeting and uh, announced it. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. Now, I is there is there an Ontario-centric kind of focus on, like, why Schwanier was not on the national side asked to come up? Is he missing his chance there? I don't think that has to do with it. I, I, I can't comment on why he's not there. Um uh, what do we speculate? But um, I'm sure John has his reasons. Hmm. Yeah. Did you see the the Vanny Sartini singing Nickelback? Yeah. It was amazing. <laughs> that was brilliant. I was dying. He's gonna. So I, I forget the story now. Basically, he's gonna take the stage with Nickelback That's at right. a concert. Was it at the All Star Game or was it in in Vancouver? I, I, I don't know. Anyway, regardless, he's a huge Nickelback fan apparently. And he was singing and dancing to one of their songs. It was just brilliant, man. I love that guy. He's just fun. Yeah, he's, he's you know what? He's a bit of a circus act a little bit, but he's got a bit of, he's got character. You got to admit it. And I think that that's what teams need. You need good coaching, good results, and a character like that, that, uh, uh, that the fans can, uh, you know, well, that's right. Most of MLS is. And they like so, his interaction. So, uh, um, at hard journalist, uh, who does a fantastic job out west covering all, all football, um, she posted. Uh, so Vanny Sartini will be joining Nickelback on stage to sing Rockstar on Wednesday night at Rogers Arena in Vancouver. Here it is. Here, here's a clip. All right, this is him. I want a new tour bus full of old guitars, my own stars on Hollywood Boulevard, somewhere between Cher and James Dean is fine for me. I'm gonna trade this life for fortune and fame, I'm gonna cut my hair and change my name, because we all just wanna be big rock star and live in hilltop houses driving 15 cars. The girls come easy and the drug come cheap. We won't get skinny because we just wanted it. Hang out in the coolest part. The VIP with the movie star. Bit pitchy, but he grows into it, I thought. Pretty that good. was outstanding. He got better as it went along. Yeah. yeah. I, hope he doesn't I think get... he sounds better than Chad Kruger. I hope he doesn't get stage fright. <laughs> I don't think he does. You see him on the sidelines in front of 30,000 fans. He's fine. <laughs> He's great. Yeah. I remember when Ian Wright went on in stage with Lionel Richie and uh, everybody was there. Well, a whole bunch of players were at the concert and Ian Wright didn't say he was going on stage. He just disappeared. And next thing you know, he was dancing on the ceiling. And there's Ian Wright with Lionel Richie singing, dancing on the ceiling. And then after about a couple minutes, Lionel was kind of like, okay, like, sort of like, Pushing the right, like you're gonna go off stage, get off, get the fuck off the stage, and he wouldn't leave. He just kept going, dancing on the ceiling. That's amazing. What a character! Uh, and no, Danny uh, Sartini on the show as well. That would be amazing. He'd be brilliant, I think. No, uh, no TFC players, no Whitecaps players on the MLS. Also. Yeah, I think the Whitecaps got ripped off there. I don't know how Ryan Gold doesn't get in the team. Yeah, how is um, he not in the team? Come on. He's well, been he brilliant this shit. year. Really? I mean, it really is MLS All-Star Game. All-Star Games are bullshit anyway. Sorry, is that too bitter? But anyway, no, but I you're right. I think this will be fun against Arsenal. I know. I don't know who Arsenal so? will be playing. Yeah. I think I'd rather gouge my eyes out with a wooden spoon. But that goalie thing they do, the goalie uh, kickoff, the match where they goalies play against each other, like they'll do all that kind of stuff again, right? 
I like a skills know. competition. I haven't followed it. I don't know. Hey, yeah. Jimmy, weren't you TFC's first uh, All-Star? Yeah, I played in the All-Star game. Yep. Is, is it a good party? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, a lot going on. It is fun. Okay. I'll some be good less players in that. That's when Beckham was in that as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So you were against Beckham? No, he was with us in the All-Star team. Oh, was it? So, oh, so back in those days, was it still you're playing against a, an English yeah, team? Yeah, we played, uh, played against West, West Ham. Oh, West Ham, was it? Okay. That was in yeah. 07, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah, it must yeah. have been. That's when Beckham arrived, right? And, and yeah. Jimmy, sorry. That's in the, the Jimmy, the, the, uh, the Brennan rule came in place, right? <laughs> and now, now teams assign big names from overseas. And he kind of, Jimmy opened the, turned the key and opened the lock and the door to, to European stars. So MLS and big money players now have a lot to be thankful towards Jimmy Brennan for, for 2007. Yeah. Yeah, I was there welcoming Beckham, and you come, you're allowed in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's call it a day, shall we? Um, Gold Cup continues on Saturday on Fubo TV, fubotv.com slash prime. JC's joined us. Hey, JC. Hi. Is your mic fixed? Maybe. Are you fixed? Are you still limping? Maybe. No, no, I'm uh, good. I can, I can walk again. I feel like uh, Tiny Tim. All right, well, let's call it a day. Um, you, you tuned in at just the right time to say goodbye, everyone. Uh, keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Goodbye. Follow us on Twitter at footy underscore prime and on Instagram at footy prime IG. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 